Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. What's up, my Dirty fam? Hope y'all are doing awesome. And for those that are new, welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast. This is a podcast we do three times a week, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's about eight to 10 minutes long. And the goal of this is to inspire you, is to challenge you, is to help you learn more about who God is and learn more about who you are in the process. And today we're going to be looking at something brand new. We're going to be in the Old Testament, y'all, before Jesus uh, looking in the book of Exodus, so near the very beginning of the Bible, chapter 1. And so if you have your Bible, you can turn to it. If not, that's no problem at all. But before we start talking about Exodus, I want to tell you all a story. So I love going to the beach. One of my favorite things to do at the beach is to people watch. Because, y'all, you you just never know what you're going to get. It's kind of like the fair, uh, but way more comfortable. And so I will bring out my beach chair. I will bring out food for the day. I'll have my little umbrella if I need it, my tanning lotion, y'all, because I'm going to be working on my nutmeg tan. And basically, my goal is to just watch people do crazy things because people are crazy, y'all. But one of my favorite things to do is to watch kids skimboard. It's one of my favorite things. Here's why. It's because kids are usually really bad at skimboarding. And there is nothing that makes me happier than watching a kid get a face full of sand at the beach, y'all. It feeds my soul. And even better than that is when the kid is skimboarding and then a parent, some of y'all, I know this is you, the mom or dad or the uh, brother or sister, they try to hop in and they try to skimboard. And y'all, it's a special kind of funny watching someone eat it and being unable to get back up on their feet. I love it. And a few years ago, this happened. I went to the beach with my family and my nephew, Tyler, decided to skimboard. And y'all, I was so excited. I was like, now I'm going to get a front row seat for the whole day of watching someone skimboard. And so Tyler, uh, we got there, got set up. Tyler grabbed a skimboard. He went out uh, and he threw it, slid, jumped on it. And y'all, he actually did pretty good. He did pretty good. And I kept watching him and he kept jumping on it and he kept not falling, y'all. And I was like, this guy, this kid's ruining my life with his balance and grace. And I kept watching him and I was pretty impressed by how good he was at it. But the problem was, was he was skimboarding away from the ocean. And over and over again, he would jump on the skimboard and he would go away from the waves. And eventually I asked him, I said, Tyler, why do you keep going away from the ocean? He said, because he was afraid of sharks. And I know some of you, you're terrified of the ocean. I'm not that person. And I assured Tyler, just like I would assure you, is like, hey, you're probably not going to get eaten by a shark. It's a pretty safe bet. And so I'm not even asking you to go that deep, but because you don't have to go that deep to skimboard. And so I kept encouraging him and he kept saying no until eventually I just gave up and he just skimboarded about eight feet away from the ocean for the rest of the week. And it was pretty crazy to me how his fear of something uh, took away an opportunity for him to do something better and to be better at something, an opportunity in front of him where he could have uh, maybe gotten a new level. He could have expanded his gift. He could have been, who knows, he could have been a pro skimboarder for all we know. Um, but fear stole that from him. 
And as I was thinking about that, I was thinking, how many times in life does fear steal stuff from us? And in the book of Exodus, when we kick off in chapter 1, um, the Israelites, who are a group of people, and the Egyptians, who are another group of people, have a pretty good relationship leading up to this. Uh, they are allies. They are um, living together. They, everything, they're kind of a melting pot of a culture, and everything's going well. Uh, but then it says this. It says this at verse 8. It says, Then a new king, who did not know about Joseph, who wasn't the Israelite who kind of helped them come together and become one big people group, did not know about Joseph, came to power in Egypt. Look, he said to his people, the Israelites have become much too numerous for us. Come, we must deal shrewdly with them, or they will become even more numerous, and if war breaks out, we'll join our enemies, fight against us, and leave the country. And so this Pharaoh, this new leader, doesn't know a lot about Joseph in the history. But what he does know is that these people group is, they're getting more numerous and they're multiplying y'all. And the king, Pharaoh, is starting to get a little nervous about it because he's afraid that they are going to overthrow his reign. And so if you keep looking at verse 11, it says, so they, here's what they, here was their solution to that fear. So they put slave masters over them to oppress them with forced labor and they built uh, Pithom and Ramses as store cities for Pharaoh. Uh, but the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread. So the Egyptians came to dread the Israelites. And so all of a sudden, you have this kind of peace and harmony going on. A new leader steps in, and he becomes afraid of losing his power. And that fear leads to the Israelites losing their freedom, and it leads to them being oppressed. And it's a very unfair thing. And one of the biggest themes in the Bible that God talks about is freedom for the oppressed. Freedom for the oppressed. And here is specifically why this matters to you. is because I would guess there is something in your life where fear is controlling you. And fear is oppressing you. I don't know if it's the fear of the unknown uh, the fear of what the future will bring, of what your marriage will look like, what it looks like being a parent or raising kids or maybe a career change or maybe it's the fear of failure and you're afraid to address a conflict. You're afraid to have a tough conversation. You're afraid to do the right thing because you know it may come at a cost. And I would imagine for many of you, fear can be a driving force for an area of your life. And here is something I found to be true is when fear became present, becomes present in my life, my freedom became absent. That Let me say that a different way. The absence of freedom always comes with the presence of fear. That the absence of freedom always comes with the presence of fear. And what I want to ask you today is, what is fear oppressing in your life? What is fear controlling that maybe God is inviting you to hand it over and to take a step of faith so that you can find freedom. I'll say it again that the whole theme of the gospel is freedom for the oppressed. And if you are living your life with fear, fear of the unknown, fear of failure, whatever fear in, in whatever area of life that you're dealing with, here's what I can tell you is the presence of that fear is stealing your freedom in life. 
the freedom to grow, the freedom to make decisions, the freedom to make mistakes, the freedom to be better, the freedom to heal. Don't let fear steal those things in your life. So today, here's what I want to ask you. What fear is holding you captive? What fear is holding you captive? Is it your marriage? Is it your finances? Is it your parenting? Is it a conversation you don't have? Is it a career change? Is it um, something that you just could never imagine doing that over and over again you feel like you need to do, but fear is holding you down? And today, here's what I want to encourage you with. I encourage you today, I want you to talk to God about that. Now, I'm not going to give you, people, like pastors say this, and it's true, but it's, it's very cliche, is that they say things like, um, just hand, hand your fear over to God. And that can be super frustrating to hear because you're like, if it was that easy, I would have done it. But here, here's what I want to challenge you with, is that I believe our God's in control. And I believe God wants what's best for us, not what's easy, um, not what doesn't have obstacles, but what's best. And when I choose to live in fear, I create a future where God isn't present. And so right now, today, whatever that fear is, I want you to say, you know what, God, I believe you're present in my marriage. God, I believe you're present in that conversation. That God, no matter how this goes, you're still the God that's in control and that you're still good and that you're still with me. And maybe today the fear can loosen its grip on your life so that you can find freedom from its oppression. I want to pray for you today, but today take that time, have that conversation with God, and I pray for you today that you would find freedom from that fear. Let me pray. Lord, thank you for today. Lord, I pray for whoever is listening to this right now. Lord, I can't fathom the things they might be dealing with or they might be going through. But Lord, here's what I do know is that um, fear is not an isolated event or we all deal with it. And so, Lord, I pray for them and I pray that you give them the courage to address and to identify the things that are scaring them. Lord, that you would give them the courage to talk to you about it. And Lord, that you would give them the boldness to loosen their grip on it. Lord, that they would trust that you are God and that you are good and that you're in control. And Lord, that there is freedom waiting on the other side of that decision. And so Lord, help them today. Help them find freedom. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly, I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.